Thank you for downloading the podcast. We pray the Word of God will richly bless you today. Now let's get right into the Word with Pastor Rusty Martin. Let me also remind you, uh, a Sunday will be a special missions offering, the third uh, Sunday of each month. Uh, we receive an offering for the support of the missionaries uh, out of this church. Did we talk uh, any about, uh, Leah, about what we did last week? Buying the uh, cook trailer, the cook trailer. Uh, Denny, brother Denny Nestler, uh, Christ in Action. Remember the, the the team that came after Ike and helped us feed all the people and do all of that. Uh, they needed uh, desperately a cook trailer, a self-contained uh, kitchen. Uh, it's uh, you know like a uh, think of an eighteen wheel uh, a truck and the trailer uh, that it pulls. Well, they found one that was that big. It was totally self-contained, huge grills, ovens, all stainless steel, state-of-the-art, uh, uh, water tanks, propane tanks, uh, storage for food, a $90,000 uh, uh, tool, because, uh, you know, they, all, they go around to disasters, the fires in Colorado, the uh, Hurricane Sandy, all, every, anytime there's a death, they're right there in the middle of it feeding people. Uh, 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 $90,000, they were able to get it for 25000 so, you know, we were right in the middle of it. So we helped them last week, and we sent them a good offering, and they were able to get that. So now they have that, tra- that, that trailer, and they can go out and all these disasters and continue to uh, do the work of the Lord. Isn't that great? I was so excited to be a part of that. And then also, do not forget, at the end of the month, remember this is a month that has uh, five Sundays. So at the end of the month, we will receive a special building, from, building fund offering. I believe that is on the 30th, if I'm not mistaken. Amen. Are you excited about giving? Praise the Lord. In your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to uh, the book of Mark, chapter 11. Uh, I want to talk a little bit, and I may do this for a few weeks, about is, is it really possible, is it really possible to desire something and to pray and ask God for it and get it? Now, let me say that again. Is it really possible... To desire something, something uh, uh, you know, now we could all talk about the need level of people, something such as healing, uh, uh, paying off of bills, uh, retiring of debt, uh, uh, things like that. Uh, uh, but, you know, uh, we're praying, believing God for a, for a church building. Uh, uh, other things we pray and believe God for. I know uh, uh, the past couple of years we were praying and believing God for equipment uh, to do these crusades with. Uh, we needed a tent. We needed chairs. We needed sound systems. We needed these things. I remember many times in our prayer meetings on Tuesday where the request would be made. Somebody would, would request, uh, uh, well, let's pray for a tent. Let's ask God for a tent. Or let's ask God for a sound system or whatever it was. And, you know, the world and the world system, that's so foreign. And, and sad to say, it's so foreign to many Christians because there is still an element of Christianity, a large element of Christianity that does not understand the reality of the sovereignty of God, leaving everything that anybody could ever want on the planet to the one question of, is it the will of God? So they leave the question to God. You understand? It's kind of like, well, if God wants me to have it, then I'll have it. Uh, But if He doesn't want me to have it, then I can't have it. It's all really based on His sovereignty. Well, in, in in reality, the Word of God is a documentation of His sovereignty. It tells us the will of God. The will of God and the Word of God 
are synonymous. I don't believe God. You can pray and believe God to win the lotto or pray and believe God for your neighbor's wife. I don't believe you can pray for sinful things and hateful things and, and things that would be uh, destructive, you know. You know, I, I don't believe that. But, you know, now the world and the world system, uh, they, they're just all, you know, it's just this real fantasy that there's anything or anybody out there, and they kind of, uh, you know, in movies and in entertainment, they kind of have relegated it to the wish. Oh, if you could just get somebody to grant you a wish. Now, come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Because somebody, you know, the, what is it, the, the genie. You know, you rub the, the lamp, and the genie comes out, and you get three wishes. Y'all heard that story about the guy that was walking down the beach, and he found one of those bottles, and he, and he rubbed it, and a genie came out, and he said, I, I'll give you a, a wish, one wish. And he said, oh, okay, great. He said, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, but I don't want to fly. Can you build me a highway from Los Angeles to Honolulu? And the genie looked at him and said, well, you know, that's, that, I, I can do a lot of stuff, but I don't know if I can do that. You got, is there anything else that you might like besides that? He said, well, I'd really like to kind of be able to understand my wife. And, and the genie looked at him and said, would you like a one-lane or two-lane highway? Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, <laughs> you'll get that about 2 o'clock this morning. But that's how the world, you know, rub the lamp, the genie comes out, and you get three wishes. But, you know, we serve a God that loves us, that cares about us. And, and I could sit here and s s share stories with you all night long, and you'd think I was crazy about things that I've just asked God for, that I would just like to have. I just, Lord, I'd just, I just like to have this. I'd just like to have that. I think, that, <clears throat> I think that's neat, things that are material. I mean, I've just, Lord, I, you know, that's just, I just like to have that. And next thing you know, the Lord made a way for me to get it. It's not that it, it, it materialized out of thin air. No, the Lord would just make a way, and it would come into my possession. Things that I needed, things that I needed for ministry, uh, things that I needed in my personal life, and things that I, I really didn't need, but I just wanted. He said, now, come on, come on, preacher. Now you're getting way over in the ditch on the other side. I believe God, he, now he may meet your needs, but just really wanting something. You know, David wrote to us in Psalms 23 that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So you ought to try it out sometime. You say, what do you mean? Find something that you want. I think one time in here we did that on a prayer night, and I'm telling you we had testimony after testimony after testimony. People were surprised how God gave them what they wanted. Now, not, not, not some stupid thing, not something you know way off in the left field, but just some natural thing that they wanted. God gave it to them. Now, in, in Mark 11, let's look at this tonight because it may be something like that, or it may be a real need that you have in your life, that you're praying. And you're believing God for the answer, for Him to make a way where there seems to be no way, uh, for something to come into your life that you need. Uh, maybe you need a home. Uh, maybe you need a, a vehicle. Uh, maybe you need money for college. Maybe you need, uh, 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 I don't know what it could be. But whatever it is, you can pray about it, and you can figure out if it's the will of God, and you can, after you figure that out and determine it is the will of God, you can appropriate it by faith. Now, Mark 11, we know a very familiar portion of Scripture where it speaks on confession and believing, but I want us to look at verse 24, 24. It says, therefore, Jesus speaking here, it says, therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Now, let's just read that Scripture for what it is. Let me read it one more time. Jesus speaking says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire. Well, well, that's pretty plain. 
Wouldn't you think so? Now, notice the word things. Anytime you see the word things in the Bible, you have to think material. Things are material. Things are things. Amen? If a thing is not there, it's not a thing. If a thing is there, it's a thing. <laughs> you get that? It's real deep, isn't it? So whatsoever what? Things. Now, I know, I know things could be other things. You say, what do you mean? Well, we could be, we could be praying for a great move of God in a meeting. We could be praying for uh, a great favor uh, in a building program. Uh, we, could be, uh, uh, we could be praying uh, that, that the owner of the land will take our, will take our proposal. You know, those, those are things also. Don't get me wrong. But it also says, it says but, but here's what qualifies it. It says, uh, what things soever, or whatsoever things. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Therefore, I say unto you, whatever it is, whatever you desire, when you pray, now notice this very closely. Believe that you receive them. Then there's the word and. That's a conjunction. We know it, it ties the two thoughts. Ye shall have them. Believe that you receive. Now, when do you believe you receive? That's, that, that, that's the key. You believe you receive when you pray. Now, see, so that's going to take the element of faith. We know the Bible says faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. We know that the Word of God has the ability to impart to the human spirit the reality of a provision provided by God for the individual or for the circumstance before that provision is ever revealed to the sense realm. The Word gives substance and evidence to that which your senses cannot contact. Now, let me say that again. The Word gives substance and evidence. You say, now, come on, what does that mean? Well, understand, there are two realms in which we live in. We live in the factual realm. We live in the realm of the truth. The factual realm is our natural walk. The truth is our spiritual walk. So when you're trying to believe God for something, when you are believing God for something, what you are doing is you are believing God to bring something from that spiritual realm into the natural realm. Now, you may, you may say, well, well that, that doesn't sound right to me. But when you study the Word of God, you understand that everything that is in the natural realm came from the spirit realm. God, if, if you're a believer in God, and if you believe His Word, then you understand He created all of this with His Word. He spoke it. He said, let there be light. Light was. Uh, he spoke into existence the earth, the oceans, the atmosphere, the animal kingdom, all of the different uh, facets of the animal kingdom. He spoke it into existence. Now, I know, you know, it's just, I, I saw a guy the other day, he was a, is a, a, a so-called so Christian fellow, and he was kind of mixing the theory of evolution, the Big Bang theory, with creationism, by making the statement that God created everything, we believe that, but he did it through the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> you know. But in reality, the Word says that in seven days, Elohim, which is God the Father, God the Word who became Jesus, and God the Holy Spirit, came together and that the word was spoken, the spirit moved, and from the realm of the spirit and truth into the 
natural realm came the provision of God. And the earth was created, and the stars were created, and the moon was created, and, and animal, the animal kingdom was created, and man was created. And man was created. So in that realm is provision. We know for our dispensation that we live in, that provision was given unto us by the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is called redemption. Redemption supplied for the human being, for the human family that had fallen out of all that God had provided in creation. Redemption provided for the human family everything that they needed to get back into the favor of God, into the favor of the Heavenly Father. First, returning to God, going from death to life, spiritual death, to spiritual life. That's called salvation. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you ask the Lord to come into your heart, to be your Lord and Savior, when you confess Him as Lord, you take from the realm of the Spirit a provision, salvation, already supplied 2,000 years ago. God doesn't save you the day you ask Him to. He saved you 2,000 years ago. You just figured out how to get saved the day you got saved. Amen. So you pull out of that realm that provision. So you say, Father, I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that God raised Jesus from the dead. That's according to the Scripture, Romans 10, 9, and 10. And you pull the provision of salvation out of the unseen realm, and it shows up in the seen realm. Then things begin to happen in the seen realm. You begin to change. After you become new, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Things you quit doing, things you lay down, things you, you get forgiveness of, things you repent. That means turn and walk the other way. And then things you start doing. You start reading your Bible. You start going to church. You start praying. That's proof. That's proof you have gotten something out of the unseen realm and now it's operating in the natural realm. The fact was, you were a poor old sinner. Then you appropriated the truth by faith. God supplied it all. The grace, the faith, the mercy. All you did was get information of it. It removed the ignorance when it came to salvation. You asked the Lord, you received, you have it, and now it shows up. It's that simple. So, now, therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire, that's a good word, thank you, Lord. When you got saved, you did not get saved outside of your desire. You say, what do you mean? God didn't make you. Well, I, I, I'm saved, and, and I go to church, and I don't want to go to church. I, I pray every day, but I don't want to pray. I, I read my Bible every day, but I don't want to read my Bible. No, no. You had a desire. You, did, you know, and, and, and most people, you know, are real spiritual, but, but in reality, it was the greatest act of self-preservation you ever, you ever really got involved in because most people got saved because they didn't want to burn. <laughs> Amen. Didn't want to go to hell. But then you got saved and found out how good God was and how much He loves you and how much He cares about you and how He wants to meet your need because He's already made provision for it. So whatsoever things you desire, we'll look at desire in just a minute. Believe you receive when you pray and you shall have it. Now, between these two things, between these two things, between the time you believe you receive and between the time ye shall have them, notice that. Believe that you receive and you shall have them. There is a space in between. Believe you receive 
and ye shall have. There is a space, time, in between, believe ye receive, and ye shall have. That space can be as small as a microsecond. You say, now come on, a microsecond? That's all it took for to get saved. Or that space can spread out over hours, over days, over weeks, over months, and over years. So if you understand that there is a time in between the time that you believe you receive and you shall have, then you'll understand that is the platform or the venue in which you must learn to fight the fight of faith. The Apostle Paul calls it a good fight. You say, why, why is it a good fight? Because it's a fight you'll win if you'll stay with it. It's a fight you'll win if you'll... There were things, there's things in my life that I prayed for for years. But you know, the more I delighted myself in the Lord, and the more I believed I received, the less the time factor made any difference. And sometimes years went by. But I continued to believe I receive. I continued to rejoice in the Lord. I continued to feed the desire by delighting myself in the Lord. And then when I received from the Lord, the time factor really didn't make that much difference whether it was a year or ten years. I fought the fight of faith. Faith ran its course, and what I believe I received, I had. Is everybody with me? Isn't that simple? Now, with that in mind, let's go over to Psalms real quick. Psalms 37. Oh, it's the will of God to bless you. I guarantee it's the will of God to bless you. Far, far beyond your imagination. Romans 8 says, we're going, we're going to Psalms 37, but Romans 8 says, He that spared not his own son, how shall he not also with him freely give us all things? One translation says this, If God was willing to give the greatest gift that heaven had to offer, what makes you think he is unwilling to give you any lesser gift? I said, that's shouting ground right there. If he gave the greatest gift that heaven had to offer, what makes you think he would withhold any lesser gift from you? My, my, my. We better be careful. Hallelujah. What did I say? Psalms 37? I'm just seeing if you're paying attention. I don't have one of those fancy computers like all them high-rolling preachers have. Thank you, Jesus. Now, look here at Psalms 37. Let's begin in verse 3. Verse 3 says, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. You know, now you can't trust in the Lord outside of your knowledge of the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, let me just tell you right up front. I mean, I'm not going to pull any punches on you, try to paint any other picture. You cannot trust in the Lord on any other level than your level that you have in the Word of God. If you have a low level in the Word of God, if you have a low uh, word level, you're not going to trust in the Lord that much. You say, why? Because it takes some knowledge of the goodness of God. It takes some knowledge of how God operates. It takes some knowledge of how to receive from God. It takes some knowledge of the provision of God. So if you've got a low word level, you're going to have a low trust level. But if you'll build that word level, woo. I said, if you'll build that word level, you'll build that trust level. 
And, and I get, you can get to the place you can believe God for anything. You can just believe God for anything. Amen. So trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Now notice the next verse, verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee des the desires of thine heart. Delight thyself. Now, if you study this word in the Hebrew, there's an there's, there's a, there's a indication that the word delight insinuates a pliability. A, a, like, like the, uh, like the uh, clay in the hand of a potter that can be molded, uh, that can be uh, uh, shaped, uh, that can be uh, 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 formed into something that the potter desires it for, for it to be. Now, literally, if you understand that if you delight yourself in the Lord, you, do, you love to come to church, you love to read your Bible, you love to pray, you love to witness, you love to give, you enjoy these things. They're not, they're not have-tos, they're not laws in your life, they're get-tos, they're, they're, they're liberties in your life. Where the Spirit of the Lord there is, these are liberties. You love, then you are, you are putting yourself in the hand of God and you're pliable and He's making you and molding you and He's doing what? He's forming your desires. When I first came back to the Lord 30 years ago, I did not have a desire to be in the ministry. I wanted to go and get me a, a boat and a, and, a, and a rice field and, and, and fish and hunt ducks and be a hunting and fishing guide. I had no desire to be in ministry. But I started going to meetings almost every night. I'd be in some prayer meeting, some church meeting. I started praying. I started studying the Word. I went up to Tulsa to a couple of prayer seminars up at Ramah. I just stayed in. I knew if I didn't serve God with all my heart, I'd go right back to the pig pen. Amen? I knew that if I didn't press into this thing with all that I had, I'd go right back to the lifestyle that was destroying me in the first place. So I began to delight myself in the Lord. Well, as I did, he began to, he began to mold. Next thing you know, way down in here, I began, to, I began to have this desire to go to Bible school. That's before I even desired to go, go into ministry. I still didn't want to go into ministry, but I just had this desire on the inside. I was up there at Raymond, and they were talking about the, the new school year that was going to start and, and all of that, and I, I talked to some people, and I was kind of talking. I talked to my dad and my mom, and, and they were saying, sure, son, you know, you go up there, go to Raymond. That's great, all that. And I just began to pray and begin to pray. But, but the desire was still there, strong, strong desire, but then the location was wrong. It was like something right, something wrong, same spot. Strange feeling. Amen. Something I desired, but it wasn't the, but it wasn't the thing, wasn't the right thing. So I just kept praying, kept praying, kept praying, kept praying. And about the first part of the summer of 1984, uh, my sister had come home uh, from Lakewood Church and brought me a little brochure, uh, LBI, Lakewood Bible Institute. And the moment I read that, the moment I read that, the, the, those two things in my spirit came together. That desire was complete. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that that's exactly where what God wanted me to go for nine months. I knew exactly, that's it, that's it, beyond a shadow of a doubt. I knew it like I knew my name. I didn't think it, I didn't believe it, I knew it. Amen. So now I had the desire. But now you've got to do something with the desire. You know what I had to do? I had to fill out the application. I had to go find where Lakewood Church was. Back then, it was way off, off, uh, what was it, Dockle Road, Dockle Road in uh, East Mount Houston. It was, it was, I mean, remember the old Lakewood Church way? It wasn't, it, listen, it wasn't, any, it wasn't anywhere it is now, nowhere near. I mean, it was out in the boonies, 
Well, I found my way out there. Found out how to get there. I found out how to, you know, how to, how to, how to look a couple of little shortcuts I could take from. It was 55 miles from 2714 uh, uh, Belush over here in Harville Feet to uh, uh, the parking lot of Lakewood Church. Amen. So when school started, I went. I went every day for now. Never missed a class. Never was late. And at the end of the year, got an award for uh, not only scholastic excellence, but attendance. Say, are you proud? Yes, I am. Because there were people that lived on the grounds that couldn't get there on time. I had a desire. I said, I had a desire. I had a desire. I tell you, you get a desire on the inside of you, you'll change some things in your life. You'll, make a, you'll, you'll start making some adjustments. I mean, you got a God-given desire on the inside of you. See, once that desire com- comes, you have to pursue it. You can't just leave a desire dormant on the inside of you. It will begin to fade. It's like a dream. It's like a vision. It's like something that you desire on the inside. If you just leave it there, it begins to fade. And other things will come and try to encroach upon it. So if you're, if you're, you know, here you are coming to Island Church and you're, you're singing the songs and, and you're listening to the messages and you're praying and you're, and you're doing all this and, and something's starting to come up on in your spirit and you're thinking, you know, I, I think I might like to go be a missionary. I'd like to go do this. I'd like, well, that's God doing that on the inside of you. Or it may be something else. It may be, you know, you, you may be uh, living in an old trailer house somewhere and all of a sudden you desire a home or driving some old beat-up car. And all of a sudden you desire a new car. You say, now that's not right. That's not, those are just, no, no, I'm telling you, God does it just like that. If you're delighting yourself in Him. One translation I read says, delight yourself in the Lord and you can be sure that what motivates your spirit on the inside is of God Himself. Amen. Amen. So, delight, how's my time? Oh, I'm doing good tonight. Delight yourself in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Notice now verse 5 is connected to that. Commit thy way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Listen to that one again. It's connected right to it. Commit thy ways unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. Kind of like, Hebrews chapter 12, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of your faith. You begin to study things about God. You begin to study in the, in the Word of God. See how good God is. See what God wants you to have. You begin to get God-given desires on the inside of you. That's Jesus in your spirit authoring His dream on the inside of you. And if He authors, oh, this is a good point. If he authors it, don't you ever think for one moment on this planet earth that you in any way will be able to finish it. You say, what do you mean? No, no, no. When he authors it, he finishes it. Commit your ways to him and who's going to bring it to pass? Who's going to bring it to pass? He shall bring it to pass. That's where most people get frustrated. That's where most people get mad at the, quote, faith preachers. That's where most people get, you know, I, they, 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 they said this, and, and I tell you what, I, I thought it was God, and I went out and I did everything I could do to try to make it happen. 
Well, no wonder if you get yourself out of the way and let God do it, you may get, some, you may get a little progress down the road. But there comes a time in which you just got to back up and say, okay, God, there's nothing I can do to make this happen. There's nothing I can do to cause this to come into existence. There's nothing I can do if it's going to happen. It's just going to have to be 100% you, Lord Jesus. And so you make a decision to do what? Everything that caused you to believe in the first place. What caused you to believe? The Word. Confessing the Word. Speaking the Word. Thanking God. Notice, uh, how many of you notice what we've been doing? I guess it's been for about three months now that every time we take the offering and thank God for our land and building, what are we doing? Thanking Him for it. Somebody might say, well, why don't you wait till you get there? Well, it's too late then. We'd never make it. We're acting like we have it. You say, now come on, that's, doesn't that, doesn't that kind of side with a little, with a little dishonesty? No, no. The fact is, we have no building. That is a cold fact of reality. The truth is, our God will supply all of our need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So we get out there and do our part, finding a piece of land, Getting a, get a, talking to the city, finding an architect, talking to builders, doing all of these things, and then God does what we cannot do. And in the meantime, what? We've already asked, we've already prayed, we've already believed we receive. See, we're in between believe you receive and you shall have it. One Sunday morning, in just a few short months, we will walk into a building and we will lift up our hands and we will say, shall have it. But in the meantime, we are believing we receive. The same thing could be true of your healing. The same thing could be true of your prosperity. The same thing could be true of your family, your marriage, your business, your job. Whatever you're asking God for and whatever you have had deposited in you that is of God, that is a God-given desire. So, let's read it again. Are you getting anything out of this tonight? Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Now, I don't really want to get into a teaching on righteousness, but actually, if you meditate and study on these scriptures together, do a little word study, God is saying, in so doing, in me using you as an instrument to put a desire in, to put faith in, to put prayer in, to put praise in, to bring that desire to pass, then you become a monument of my righteousness. You show people around you that it is possible to have right standing with God. That man can have right standing with God, not because he built a church, not because he possessed a house, not because he, he got healed in his body, but because he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and the proof of it is, is the desires and the desires that have come to pass. That's not your proof, it's the proof that the world looks at and sees. We build that building, there's people going to look at that thing and say, there is a God. 
I'm telling you the truth. We, we saw it when we, when we left the hotel ballrooms. There were people that when we built that little bitty building over there on 45th Street, sat about 170 people. There are people that came to that building and they came to that building and said, we come to this building because we know there's a God. There are people that have come here because they saw this building sit vacant for 10 years. They knew the testimony. They knew everything about it. And they came here because all of a sudden they saw all this activity and all these people coming. They came, well, we, knew, we know there's a God now. See, that righteousness shows forth, shows forth the glory of God. People come to that. Now, let me close. My time's up. I got two minutes. Verse 7 says, rest in the Lord. Now, there's the key. We're going to pick that up next week. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. And fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Now, this is saying, don't get your eyes on the world and see somebody out there that goes and gets something through their work or their manipulation or their dishonesty that you're believing God for and fret because they got the same thing and it looked like they got it easy, but you're having to get it by faith. Don't fret because of that. Don't even, don't even look at the world. Don't even, listen, keep your eyes off of the world. The world is wicked. The world is sinful. The world is not of God. Don't look at the world or the world system. All it's going to do is discourage you. Evildoers out there prosper. That system belongs to our adversary. Listen, and the more, it seems like the more evil they are, the more they prosper. But God says, no, 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 no. Just commit your ways to the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. Rest in the Lord. And when you pray, believe you receive. When you pray, believe you receive. When you pray, for, for, for what? What are we praying for, Pastor? Whatsoever things you desire. When you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have them. Amen? Hallelujah. Lift up your hands and worship the Lord. Father, we thank you tonight for your word. Lord, I thank you for every person tonight in here that is believing you. Lord, whether it be for something to... Uh, outstanding in ministry or, or, or their lives or, or education or whatever it may be. Or Lord, people that are believing for simple things like, like a home, a place to live, uh, uh, something to drive, something better to drive. Oh Lord, I just pray tonight that their faith be encouraged, that the Word of God arises up on the inside of them, uh, that as they delight themselves in the Lord, as they allow God to handle their spirit man, uh, that on the inside of them, Heavenly Father, wonderful, Holy Ghost, God-given, righteous desires begin to rise to the surface. And they begin to realize Jesus is in there authoring, authoring, so that he might finish the dream of their life. We thank you for that, Father. We believe we receive it. We rejoice in it. We call it ours in Jesus' name. And everyone says, Thank you for joining us today. We trust that you enjoyed the podcast. For service times and special events, visit our webpage, www.islandchurchgalveston.com You can contact us by phone at 409-770-9113 We are located at 2411 69th Street, Galveston, Texas And remember to keep looking unto Jesus He is the author and the finisher of our faith